Welcome, Welcome to X-Rated Movies. Movies. I'm one half of your hosting team, Matthew Fisher. I'm the other half of your hosting team, Ryan Whedon. And we have two very special guests here today from the Conversation Pieces podcast, among other things, Kevin Clark and Travis Vogt. Hello. Hi. I'm Travis Vogt. I'm Kevin Clark. Do we sound the same? People tell us we sound the same. Some Somebody did recently. Why would they say that? I don't know. I don't Are you trying sound to sound the same? Wait, is, no. that, is that the goal? Yeah. I've been, yeah. just been doing my Kevin impression ever since I met Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Full okay. time. Wow. Wow, that's commitment. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. you know, I never told you this, Kevin, but like when I met you, yeah. I was like, "That's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy I want to be." <laughs> yeah, and I knew, I knew the whole time. I kept waiting for like the other shoe to drop in it to turn into like a whole, you know, the single game white type situation, single white female type situation or something. And it was just, it just never did. I don't think you had the resources. I was or already the had a, I was already a short-haired white guy with glasses yeah. and who wore hoodies around, so there wasn't really much I could do to adopt your <laughs> so, persona. So we just teamed up instead. Can we ask you to break character for one moment on this podcast? It's so gonna, fast? No, it's it's uh, like his real think voice is going to be like in a Roger it. Rabbit when like Judge Dredd shows his real voice. <laughs> and I talked just like this. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Oh yeah, it yeah. terrifying. The shit out of me. Oh my god. It didn't scare me, but I thought it was. You weren't good. scared of that when you were a kid? Uh, no, I thought it was cool. We're the same well, age. You're younger than me. I know. <laughs> Not that much younger than you though. We're like six months younger, but at the, you know, <laughs> during those years, it's, it's considerably younger. Yeah, well, I guess. Wait, what does that prove? That Did you, you were find stuff scary when you were a kid, or were you? Yeah, were you okay? I mean, just not that. Maybe not. No, not. not How about Return to Oz? Uh, you know, I didn't see that till I was an adult. Mm. Yeah. Were you scared then? No, <laughs> I was. I thought it was okay then. I was like, oh yeah, okay, I can see why this would scare kids. That, that's Those what wheelers are really—they're freaky. The, wheel, the wheelers, wheelers. Are, the wheelers were creepy. The, the sand that turns yeah. you into death. The, the sand that, turns, yeah. that kills you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I watched the Dark Crystal last week again. Still no. never that seen movie that movie is still scary. I saw it once playing yeah. at Scarecrow. There was like a dinner scene with like vulture mm-hmm. things. Yeah, they're called Skeksis. And they're all—they're they, supposed to—they're rep- supposed to represent like everything <laughs> evil, like all the worst parts of humanity, essentially. Okay. We're not humans, but you know, they're like. They're like greedy, but so the dinner scene is this them being like all gluttonous, and so mm. it's just like fourteen minutes of them like going. It's <laughs> it's great, but it's gr- it's disgusting, yeah. weird. I and then one that. of them dies, and he like he dies like hissing, and then he turns into <laughs> dust, and you're just like, this is for kids. Yeah. Did you know Jim Henson wanted that movie to be completely wordless? It was yeah. all just supposed to be like the puppets. Well, it was doing like it action. was gonna have dialogue, but cool. it was like uh, oh, for foreign language. They're yeah, like, like they're like language. elf languages or whatever. Yeah. And Which I thought would have been really awesome. Yeah, but producers, the you know, suits were like, uh, I don't know. We were hoping uh, to make money on this. Rightfully so for a kids movie. I, I mean, I don't. Well, I think the idea was being... that it's not necessarily just a kids movie. Though. Oh, like, you know, because like right. the Muppets, were, but it was like yeah, it was like his big PG. Art it moment, wasn't like so. it was like a fantasy movie. So it was like yeah, I mean, kids are gonna go see it, but it's not just like, uh, you know, only for kids. No, I did see a double feature of that and Follow That Bird when I was a kid, though. Follow That Bird, nice. Yeah. What's that? That's the one where Big Bird goes missing, right? He Is gets he, no. He turns kidnapped. He, he turns into the bluebird of gets, sadness. It's because the system, the system puts him, the system like puts him with. Why did a, you do the first Simpsons reference? Family <laughs> supposed to be us. Puts him with a family of other birds that he then he has right. to move away from Sesame Street, and then everybody like all his friends like, oh, we got to get Big Bird back. And From an see. outsider's point of view, you guys all sound crazy right now. <laughs> That's literally what it's you about, though. You haven't like seen a, any of these movies? No, I, like I a don't social know. worker. A I don't even know guy. what you're referencing right so, now. You know Big Bird. I, I actually yeah, I know Big Bird. Follow don't really that know what bird. You're t- I, I have heard of Follow That Bird, but I've never seen a it. A social worker bird comes and like That's places right. him with oh, a with like a bird. foster family because he's How like you can't live on a social worker bird have power over Big Bird because he's like because he's like he's like a kid without parents or whatever. Just beat his ass. I think because he's a child, but he's just a baby. It's baby Big Bird. Wait, what? Big Bird was Bird, a child. Big yeah. Bird is supposed to be like I think a kid. Big Bird's Bird, a child? Yeah, no, he, I think Big Bird no. is just like big. developmentally disabled. Well, he's not an sort. adult. At any rate, he gets placed big. with a family of dodos and they're idiots. I think and he has to escape important. and then Waylon Jennings is in it and Bert and Ernie fly what? a plane at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do this? Doesn't he have to like, jump off a moving truck at one point too? I, feel I like, think so. I think that happens. It has been a while do this movie next time we come on? Yes, we're doing Follow That Bird. Yeah. Definitely. Can we just start a podcast where like someone gives us the title on the basic premise of a movie and we make up a scene from it? Sure. Because I kind of want to do like if, you know, I'll be Bert, you be Ernie. <laughs> I can't believe how fast we're getting off the issue of Big Bird possibly being a child. 
Did, is this? Did, well, I think because the whole idea is that you Big really, Bird do you was, think that that's Big the Bird case? is like a yeah because he was like designed the as, Big Bird as we know him is a kid as like he's I designed so. as a child like a surrogate for the kids because he's confused about things that kids are so it's the whole idea is, of Sesame Street is teaching. I just thought kids. it was more like a sling blade situation. <laughs> no, is Big Bird no. like uh, touched or something? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's normal, isn't he? I isn't think he's, he's just, just like child. Yeah. Big Bird. Well, he does see Snuffleupagus, but that's like what? an imaginary friend, and then it's like that's the whole idea is the imaginary. Uh, it's okay for kids to have imaginary friends because yeah. Big Bird does. So it's like Wait. kids are supposed to relate hold, to him. Hold, hold and on. So I think he is literally <laughs> back, a kid. Back it up. He's just a very big Snuffle bird. Snuffleupagus I guess isn't real. No, that's that I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Actually, when did this happen? Wait, but everyone like would, always, would play along with been, it whenever he'd mention. Yeah, it's always been Big Bird's oh, yeah. imaginary friend. Hold on. Is it canon <laughs> that that Snuffleupagus is imaginary, or do people think he's imaginary because they never see him? But he might be real. Do we well, not? Do we difference? know for sure? Well, like, what if he actually is real and corporeal, and he shows up when there, nobody's around, and he goes, "Hi, bird," and he's like, "I Snuffleupagus," and then he like walks yeah. away. Well, that's what and it then is they like go, with my and then they go, "You just missed Snuffleupagus," right and they're like, "Sure, Big Bird," but he like really was there <laughs> yeah. as opposed to being. I think it'd be hard that, especially in New York City, that no one saw a giant hairy <laughs> elephant walking around. Sesame Street but... take place in New York City. Yeah, I yeah. assumed it's a street in New York City. <laughs> yeah, it like it was designed to like teach. Inner city kids, because yeah, it's like, like school it's stuff. Fucking New York! <laughs> wow, uh, it was I'm supposed to look lot. like a street because there were no, there's nothing in like children's programming that like looked like yeah. where kids lived or whatever. So the whole idea was like, this is like you like a street yeah, where you would live. Jim Henson won like kids the whole that, point, like yeah. people of color is like the kids and things like that <laughs> to like actually reflect like what an inner city would look like. Yeah. Wow. I just assumed that it was some sort of like facsimile of a city that would took place in like a you know other land, but it's like actually supposed to be in New York. I think so. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, but well. I mean now because they've like globalized it, it could be any city. It's, yeah, less specific. Like, well, now that every city's a trash hole. Every like, town, USA. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the Muppets. of a stinking, vomitous, rotten, and foul yes. cities. Yeah, and I say, uh, the, the movie that we were talking about here today takes place in one. Uh, yeah, uh, 1951 Streetcar Named Desire, directed by Ilya Kazan, starring Marlon Brando, Vivian Leigh, Kim Hunter, and... Carl Malden. Carl Malden, Malden. Yeah. yeah. This movie won three acting academy awards and production design award not bad good production design is great yeah yeah <laughs> also uh, this movie is totally on the afi list last week you said it wasn't it is yeah it's like number 47 or something. i'd be shocked if it wasn't yeah oh i knew on the waterfront was i didn't think streetcar was it's all major right. well fine all right so confession time i brought you two on <laughs> for this movie Ooh, yeah specifically because I know, I, yeah this is a movie that Ryan and I have long disagreed on, like a decade. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> and on conversation pieces, I don't remember what the context was, but one of you brought this film up and said that like I'd never seen it, and the other one was like, I've never seen it either. Yeah. And like that us. planted the seed. I was like, what better impartial <laughs> Shit. Audience, wow! I was two wondering why never you, seen you it. brought us on board on yeah, this. Yeah, because I, mean, I thought I, it was because of our, we were steeped in the theater. Remember <laughs> <laughs> that? I directed a play in high school. <laughs> was it this one? Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, it was Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> He's never seen the movie. Uh, never yeah. seen the movie. Off Broadway production. Kevin ripping his hoodie off, going Stella. <laughs> no, I wasn't in it. Oh. Your one-man production of Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Uh, <laughs> so, so, okay. So, what is your guys' uh, who's, well, who's pro well, Streetcar okay, and who's so, against Streetcar? Yeah. And all right. why? This, you know, this is the ongoing season of Ryan is Wrong. <gasps> and uh, I have long had a problem with Streetcar Named Desire. Saw the play in college and was just like, yeah, Carter away. Whatever. She's crazy. Oh. Uh, watched this movie <laughs> about 10 years ago. Also felt strongly that, like, God, Blanche is just the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? I was wrong. What? I watched I, I, oh, no. I, was, I was expecting fireworks for you to, like, dig the your premise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I actually, no, I watched it this time, and I had a little bit of a change of heart. I, I, I did like it a little <laughs> just more. Just a little I, bit? I will say, I, I still think Blanche just needs to get a fucking job. <laughs> 
but like well, she's broken like and there's not not really jobs for ladies at the time i know th- that, but that, like, like if you ever watched I mean, she had a, naturally that's like the same thing i'm like amanda just get a job she had, a, she had the one job that like a lady could get being a school teacher and she yeah. fucked it up yeah she's a sleeping with her students <laughs> Come which on, I, which is something I didn't know about. He was seventeen. <laughs> I know, yeah, but 17, still, I don't know. I look past it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's technically illegal. Yeah, age of consent in Washington. Actually, 16, no. In, so. in Louisiana, the age of consent is like four or something like that. So um, in the fifties, even 50s? younger, probably. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I'm from Washington. This is the state that gave us Mary Kay Letourneau. So like, maybe I'm a little bit softer on the subject. Yeah, Mary Kay Letourneau <laughs> softened us all up on that. <laughs> Definitely. Trailblazer, Mary Kay Letourneau. I'm so sad that you know they filed for divorce yeah, they like fi- last year or something. Oh, I know. They, they like, still lived here. True love doesn't yeah, exist. And- I, I, I knew people who saw him around. Well, in Renton, the uh, Billy Falal, the the kid, he hosted a DJ night called Hot for Teacher at some strip club, <laughs> and she like worked the door. <laughs> Do you think she dressed up like Man, a teacher, like put a on glasses, power and had a cup. ruler, and would like slap people's hands? <laughs> oh, I bet they loved it. <laughs> I had this was like ten years ago or something, and someone I knew said that they saw that those two together, and I surprised myself with my reaction. Where I, they're like they're still together, and I saw them at this thing, and they were very cute, and I went, "Aw!" <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait, what? What? Yeah. What do I think?" I mean, about at this, this point, that is kind of how I feel. Cause Am I like, charmed by this horror? The, this thing? This is it's not cause, good. Because no, it's certainly not. But at this point, you're like, whatever. <laughs> they're, so. both very, they're both very much grown ups. Although he's seem he's like been water under the fucked bridge. up because of that, probably. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he, he's like exactly my age. Like I think he's like maybe a yeah. year older than me. So like when the scandal was breaking out, like he was a 13 year old kid, and I was like 12. 13. Jesus. And she yeah, was like a in little her young. late oh, yeah. 20s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was inappropriate. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. <laughs> say, wow. say that. I don't think that should happen. So wait, so what's the plot of Streetcar Named Desire? Oh, Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's tertiary information. Yeah. I, uh, she, I don't know. You guys so, can Google that. <laughs> I used to not like Blanche, but this time around I felt a little more sympathy for her. Well, my feeling on it is like you feel sympathy for her in Act 1, and then you kind of lose it through Act 2 and most of Act 3, and then like right at like the very, like her very last line, she like wins you over again. Whoever you are, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. I don't know that I ever, like, lost sympathy for her. In the middle was the part where she's telling her tragic story to Carl Malden. I'm like, yikes, this lady's, this, this lady needs somebody to be nice to her I guess or something then she talks about fucking a 17 year old or whatever <laughs> but she's yeah. also but like also in that the, moment you know, she's like she's manipulating uh, Mitch that's true yeah. she's, cause she, she's like oh I've I'm saving myself for the next person. It's like, yeah, you were fucking tons of guys at the tarantula it, arms or whatever. Supposedly, <laughs> no, they, the uh, they flamingo. The flamingo. Well, she calls it the then tarantula, she, yeah, but I don't know if that's because it's true or if that's the weird thing. Because she's, she's making just doing. some weird metaphor. Well, out yeah. Yeah. Tarantula arms <laughs> all around me. All oh, the strange men were touching me. Supposedly, they cut out the references to nymphomania for the movie. Mm. And I'm like, mm. did they actually use the term nymphomania in the play? I don't think so, but I think they just uh, made more references to her loose morals. Yeah. Uh, no. But I'm like, it still kind of comes across that they like do she quite was a hopping on every D that like oh, came yeah. by. Oh God, the part when, oh my God, the part when she goes. Uh, Not far from Bell Ree, before we had lost Bell Ree, was a camp where they trained young soldiers. On Saturday nights, they would go in town to get drunk. And on the way back, they would stagger onto my lawn and call, Blanche. I was like, oh my god, yeah. man. That's amazing. <laughs> Difference between gay and straight Holy people. Shit. That sounds like a night out to yeah. me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any of it is that bad. Of course, that's one of the weird things that's dated about the movie is that like, when they find out that Blanche... Uh, has had sex with a lot of men, they're like, she's basically dead to us. Yeah. <laughs> she is yeah. A, she's worse than a murderer. It's yeah. the worst thing I've ever heard. It's, they're like, his her sister, uh, Stella, is just like, it can't be true. No. <laughs> and you're like, well, so what? <laughs> I mean, I do kind of sympathize with Mitch because, like, she was holding out on him, and then he gets word that, like, you know, 
she was the village bicycle like back in her yeah, hometown. Yeah, but also I feel like like you know it's like that real old timey kind of thing where oh, where dudes go you know where you go like yeah. that guy if you that fucking... guy that guy seems like a nice guy and then is like as soon as he finds out she had sex with anybody else let alone yeah. everybody whatever who cares because then he's like he's yeah. like nah fucking I hate you now <laughs> yeah. uh, but how could you do that to me <laughs> and he I didn't pre- do anything to you dude he's super <laughs> cruel to her too like yeah. he like literally yeah. strings it that scene is fucked up. And it's, it's super sad because it comes, like, there's that moment after they f- they have that fight, or when uh, the, like, Stella moment, the Stella, and, like, ugh. she's like, I just need someone to be kind to me, and that's when he, like, lights her cigarette, and there's, like, because yeah. mm-hmm. there's all this, like, you know, imagery with, like, lights, like, getting torn down and, yeah. like, covered and stuff, and, like, right when that fight's happening, that's when, like, all the lights in the apartment get destroyed. Well, you know that. And, like, she, yeah. like, you know, he lights the match for her, and so, like... He's got his story where he uh, goes, where Stanley goes around busting all the lights with her slipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. kind of shit. It's the whole thing. She loves how violent Kate he is. Hunter is great in this, <laughs> yeah. too. She never, well, you yeah. never hear anybody talk about her, probably because Marlon Brando is, like, steals every scene. Well, yeah. it's, and it's, Vivian Leigh is also, like... You she's know, fantastic. Both, both of those two together, you're, like... Because she's doing some kind of acting that's, like... Cr- like crazy over the top and then he's like going hey what's going on she's hey, doing the she's doing the this is guy I'm just a regular guy what are you doing and you're like whoa what's this guy constantly eating and picking at myself and, yeah <laughs> he's like he's like so underplays stuff until he like starts throwing That's tables scary. across the yeah, yeah very room you're like oh fuck <laughs> well it's Vivian Lee's doing the old style of acting mm-hmm. and then Marlon Brando is doing the new style of acting but, Kim but, Hunter is also doing the new style of acting yeah. but it's not as showy a character so you really notice Vivian Lee and Marlon Brando the most because when those two are like in scenes together it's like a oh. biplane going up against like a Harrier jet or something yeah. like that. it's yeah. really nerve wracking like yeah. even just right at the beginning when they're like going through her luggage essentially oh god and well, who's got why would you have this kind of stuff who's <laughs> got <laughs> this thing that's got <laughs> fellas out of this must be worth a thousand dollars he's like no, I got a guy got a guy got acquaintance got to come appraise all their stuff wow what a dick before he's an acquaintance for everything that guy yeah yeah he's real he's real cool dude back when you you always knew somebody who knew somebody he's a real cool dude we'll probably have a lot to say about Stanley I think yeah I feel like let me just say my first impression of this movie when I watched it, and I'd seen like bits and pieces, of course. It's such a classic. And and uh, Streetcar uh, Named Marge, of yeah. course. Streetcar Named Marge, which I hope we talk about. It was, oh, I watched it we for just the podcast. Oh, so no, I, no, I, just, I just rewatched it today. Although, I mean, I didn't need to. New Orleans but... was not happy with that episode. <laughs> no, no, yeah. The city oh. itself. Yeah. New Orleans. Home of pirates, trucks, and boys, New Orleans. What was it? The state of Texas tried to sue the Simpsons because it's a uh, like who shot Mr. Burns, and they're like, no jury in the world's gonna convict a baby. Mm, maybe Texas. Australians were also. Uh, I, right. I I heard a podcast uh, with Claudio Doherty, the comedian from Australia, and okay. they were talking about that they brought up the Simpsons, and the hosts were like, "What did you think of that episode where they went to Australia?" And she's like, "It really hurt all of our feelings." <laughs> Aww. And I just laughed. Which is, I don't know how I'd feel if they did a, a like a Seattle thing on this. I feel like I would find it. I funny. feel like I wouldn't give a shit. I can't yeah, imagine yeah. having my feelings hurt by. Like I might by, be a little honored, honestly. Unless like they're like I am in it and I'm like fat and farting or something. <laughs> like, Look at this piece of shit. That's Seattle for you. I'd be like, whoa. Simpsons. Hey. That was Simpsons. rough. That is a bad description of Seattle. <laughs> I am certainly not the representation of Seattle. Let's not just use this guy as a representative of Seattle. Huh? Hey, what? Huh? He's I baffled. Assume, he I assume you're confused and you look at the camera for some huh? reason. It's actually me, too. It's not even yeah. a you know, like, weirdly cruel Simpsons episode. <laughs> Takes on unknown man. And even <laughs> any- nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd never seen Streetcar Named Desire before this today. today. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so like my so my first impression watching it was um, like just that part when they it's like at the very beginning where she goes to the bowling alley to find her. Yeah, and uh, and her and <clears throat> and her and Stella like hug. They haven't seen each other in a long time, and and it's just those two. And and uh, and Blanche like oh wow well, and Stella's like look at that man over there yeah. and Stanley's like fighting oh, yeah. someone yeah and she's like oh god he's so violent I love it and I'm yeah. like these people are 
fucked. <laughs> like that was like before the thing even starts. You're like these people are doomed. He's uh, these people are all just train wrecks. But you, but you get it. You get. Oh, I, I'm not I get gonna it. hate Stella. I get it with Stella. I get it with Stella. What Stella? Because like, well, it's then cause, he shows up and it's Marlon like Marlon Brando's, Brando's a fucking like golden god. But he's like hot. He but he also he looks like he looks like the t- he doesn't look like he a looks gettable actor. He looks like a guy where you're like you're like this guy's like. This guy's pretty good looking, but also like pretty good looking. But also like uh, <laughs> he looks like a the statue of David. <laughs> but also he seems like kind of like like a slobby dude who's like an idiot who would like work. Well, the the movie when that like the three of them are like eating chicken or something yeah. like that when yeah. Carl Malone stands her up, like there's grease yeah. all over his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you're still kind of like, into it. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. You don't have to wipe your mouth. Like, yeah. There's like, a part when he's like he's finished. He, I think he doesn't even even use utensils, and he's like no. eating mashed potatoes yeah. off of a plate. And then he goes up to he goes up to Blanche, and he's just wiping the potatoes yeah. off of his hands, his hands with his hands. Yeah. Just like get these mashed potatoes off. Good, <laughs> got it. Just disgusting. But of course, like, but still, if you like, if you look like the dude who lives upstairs, then you got yourself a different movie. But he shows up and yeah. and, and, and just immediately you, you go oh my god yeah he's just like you mind if I take off my shirt and you're like <laughs> like no, everyone no. in the audience goes go ahead go ahead just go ahead and take that off I, I think part of it is like you know Kim Hunter like not that she's unattractive but she's a little plain yeah and so if she's into sort of like rougher stuff she's kind of hit the jackpot a little bit she clearly is uh yeah because like after like that there's like the fight scene where like Stanley throws the radio out the window <laughs> And then, you know, the Stella. Stella! And, like, the way that, like, she walks down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Like, she knows what she's going for. That, that image of that, that expression that she has on her face when she walked down the stairs was a fucking scandal at the time. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. were horrified. Because all it is is a woman's face, but it couldn't be it couldn't be saying what it is. It censors, couldn't be more clear. The censors deemed it too carnal. Yes! For, like, mass too carnal. consumption. And it is. It, it is really too carnal. Is. It's, you know they're gonna bang. Yeah. Well, and then the next scene is like her in like bed covered with a sheet, like the yeah, next morning. Naked, yeah. And she's like, "Man, did I get fucked?" Yeah. <laughs> boy, oh boy. And, and Blanche looks is like, like flattened. It Stanley destroyed everything. And she's like, "Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does that sometimes." Woo. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. No, she looks like she got her needs met in that next scene. God, that that scene. Is outrageous. I mean, the bet that walking down the stairs scene. Yeah, they show like the three ladies in the upstairs apartment, and Stella's face kind of like assumes that mode before she even like leaves yeah, the apartment. Yeah, she makes the decision. She's like, "No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hot now this tonight." Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. And Which it, I mean, that's also the same moment that we see Stanley kind of not be a brute. You know, like that's when he, well, he like vulnerable. submits to it's her. just the abusive cycle. I mean, that's what oh, how yeah. abusers do it. They, uh, you know, beat the shit out of their women, and then then they, and then they're like, oh, "I'm so sorry," and that's how it oh, works. We're talking about abuse, good. Is everything okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just, I got real. I don't know. We were talking about Marlon Brando and uh, Kim Hunter, and I was you just lost yeah, yourself in the moment get, again. Oh, my, I'm getting the vapors. Did you have to cover up one of the lights? I had to go to the other room and lay down in the fainting chair for a second. But I'm okay now. I'm okay now. It's oh my. Just Jesus. thinking about it. At least it. I think it was a fainting chair. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I have known the touch of strange men. <laughs> no, Almighty. but I mean, Marlon Brando in this movie could give anybody the vapors. Like, you need to just, like, I had to lay, I had to stop and mm-hmm. lay down for a little bit because just. The only one not to win an Academy Award for acting, though. Did yeah, Kim Hunter won, like, win an award? Two years yeah. later for uh... like th- this took three out of the four acting awards. Vivian, did Vivian Lee win? Yeah, Vivian Lee. You watch this movie and you go, "If this isn't the first movie, this is like one of the first movies where you that the term like acting real." <laughs> you just watch and you pick any scene from this movie and go. Uh, Vivian Leigh, <laughs> her name Desire. Just give her an award. Yeah, yeah. there's not a lot of subtle stuff from no, Vivian Leigh. No. I mean, but that's it, it's great. That's the part she's I playing the, the part. She's not doing yeah, anything. Like that's she's not putting in on the a text, performance for everyone. Yes, she. Yeah, yeah, her in character this world. is essentially like an old timey movie star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Like in her yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh. you know, Jessica Tandy originated that role. Yeah, that's right. On the stage, all the other people huh. are the originals. Brando, Kim Hunter. Uh, and then they replaced Jessica Tandy with uh, Vivian Lee, I guess. Yikes. Who originated it in London, apparently. In London, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. And Carl Malden was in the original one. 
Um, I'm call him Walden. He's always like the level headed nice guy. He's uh, yeah, like, on the waterfront before or after this? After. 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 Okay. And that's, that's, Mal- that's also it's that's Malden also in there, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's the yeah, yeah. Mon- and Brando and yeah. Ilya Kazan. I have seen that one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's actually what I thought we were talking there. about because I confused those two those two movies <laughs> in my head, and then when I realized I realized like a week ago it was Streetcar, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> and then I watched it and I was like, oh yeah, this movie's great. Yeah, and, and the most devastating thing of all time. I don't really know a lot of Tennessee Williams stuff, but it's like devastating. But it's like these these kind of uh, gothic, I guess, uh, American tragedies to, where you're like, this is a, it's like all kind of a setup, and you're like, okay, all <laughs> right, like, like, just bring, you know, like you're wait, you're just waiting for it to be fucking awful to one or more of the characters. And that's the like problem. The I mean, yeah, that was yeah. a problem I've had going into this in the past, where it's just sort of like. Like, it feels unbelievable a little bit. It's like, theater. Yeah. You know. And it's easy to say, you know, Blanche, get a job. Like, figure it out. Like, what's your problem? But it's, you know, if you kind of take everybody for kind of who they are and not try to project your own modern sensibilities on well, it, it actually also, is really moving. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Blanche seems really delicate. But honestly, like, if I had to live with, like, Stanley treating me the way that he treated her, like, I'd be a little on edge, too. Like, yeah. I might not be able to You never know when he's going to, like, break a glass oh, or something. Yeah. yeah it's like, all, I mean, like, he comes, He there's one point where he's talking to uh, Stella. Yeah. What? How do we get her? Stella, uh, Stella. What's her name? Oh, <laughs> we, we are all drinking we're Stella Artois. We're drinking this? Yeah. I, had, oh, okay, I okay. had not put that together. <laughs> when you handed me a Stella Artois, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So in case I all forget right. uh, the character's name again, it's written on this beer yeah. that I'm holding. <laughs> but she, uh, she's, he says that when Blanche is gone at one point, he's like, oh, well, uh, you know, it was all it was all fine until she showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all fine between us when she showed up. And you're kind of like... I'll bet it was not fine, but also not like as bad as bad as it is in this movie because, but, she, may, but maybe or maybe it was worse for Kim for Kim Hunter for Stella. Stella probably knew how to handle Stanley. That's what though. I mean. I feel like it's like there's this wild card thrown in there. Also, though, Blanche's condition is not helped by like you were saying by living with someone like Stanley who is constantly just berating everybody yeah i don't know i feel like she pulls it together like a little bit when she knows that she has to deal with him and yeah. i don't know i like i probably have like a little bit of a breakdown too after five months of living with stanley oh, who like clearly God. hates you I, I felt a lot of times that it was like a horror movie yeah but like one of the protagonists is de- desperately in love with the monster <laughs> yeah <laughs> which yeah. really complicates so there'd be scenes where the two of them are like in a room and then you hear like a door slam and they just look at it. it's like a vampire just walked in and they no, there is as there's quiet that, as possible there's that great scene where it's they're talking about shit. him and he's been listening outside yeah, yeah. he's like an animal has an animal's habits has even something subhuman about him Thousands of years have passed him right by, and there he is, Stanley Kowalski, survivor of the Stone Age, bearing the raw meat home from the kill in the jungle, and you, you here waiting for him. Maybe he'll strike you, or maybe grunt and kiss you. That's if kisses have been discovered yet, his poker night, you call it, this party of apes. Maybe we are a long way from being made in God's image. But Stella, my sister, there's been some progress since then. Such things as art, as poetry, as music. In some kinds of people, some tenderer feelings have had some little beginning that we have got to make grow and cling to and hold as our flag in this dark march toward whatever it is we're approaching. Don't, don't hang back with the brutes. They're like hugging, and it's like close-ups of both of their eyes, their faces, and their eyes are just wide and it's like it's like a oh oh no yeah it was yeah. like when i was a kid and my i would be staying the night at my friend's house and we'd be playing nintendo and then his dad would come home from work and he'd oh be yeah like, yeah oh shit we have to we have to go we have to be in bed before my dad gets in this room yeah and like my what dad's... is gonna happen is he gonna hit me too i'm not his kid <laughs> maybe i don't think he should be hitting anybody but is uh I... <laughs> I had a I had a friend's abusive dad hit me one time. Really? Oh, really? Oh yeah. God. I mean, oh. he like he like this is weird, but he like hit me like with a closed fist on the top of the head, what? like a whack a mole, because I was what? sitting in his chair. And my friend was like, uh, "Don't sit in his chair." And then I forgot about the rules, and he got home and he went, "Bop!" Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> what did your parents oh say about that? Oh, I told my parents about it, and they were like, "Ooh, he shouldn't have done that." But uh, <laughs> we're kind of scared of him too. So yeah. guess what? Yeah. Don't sit in his chair. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. Uh, that, was, that was what it was like at the time. I'm like, um, 
Uh, when I was very young, you guys like, are that much a, older than me. I know, like, but, it, is... but it kind of changed during our childhoods. Like yeah. there was oh. still my parents like, never beat kids that aren't yours. Yeah, that was or not, not that was not common. Like a common, pra- it think... was like half and half. Like people beat their kids or they didn't, and like the people that didn't beat their kids were like, "I have chosen not to beat my kids." But yeah. if people do beat their kids, that's their choice. <laughs> that I mean, was like kind of how it was. Like in the fifties, yeah. you know, streetcar named desire type time, it was okay to hit any kid. Well, uh, well, yours or not, you would be like, hey, you shouldn't have gotten that adult's way. And yeah. by the time we were kids, it was like, well, uh, that guy shouldn't hit our, our kids, but I mean, I'm not going to. I'm yeah. not going to. Or call him next time. I, don't, I, I feel that's a bad thing. I'm not going to say anything. And then, if, you know, just if not even before we were like out of high school, it was like, everyone was like, don't hit, don't hit any kids. Like dis- How, about that? kids. How about that? Let's I think it was like kids. a discussion that parents were having through our childhoods, yeah. throughout our childhoods, and then the, the then the argument was sort of resolved by the end of it, where they were like, oh yeah, I guess not. I guess maybe beating your kids isn't good. Uh, you think there's... the uh, little Kowalski son is gonna be in a, an abusive household. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, man. The well, whole thing is all about hit. cycles and repeating themselves. Yeah. Like, mm. at the very end, I mean, she's there's, like, there's I'm like never this coming back. half-assed attempt uh, there being like a happy, uh, sort of something happy, where she's like, don't touch me, Stanley, never touch me again, and this, this is it. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. He's just yeah. gonna scream Stella like, again. I feel it's the last she has a straw, baby with even him. though no. what he did is unforgivable. And she uh. says she can't even think about what he did, which is that he... Uh, well, raped off raped camera, raped. Yeah, he raped. I her mean, sister. yeah, it's yeah. off camera. And everybody's but... everybody's kind of like. I mean, he attacks her on screen, and then it cuts to black, and then later on, they're kind of talking around the subject. So you have to sort of figure. I mean, you know what I mean. Not that they should or, you know, could show it back then. But, but like, there's so many like camera angles of like Stanley, like you know, on top of her, yeah, yeah. like as she's like lying on her back, and what well, ends with him smashing that mirror. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, and then. She's dis- and then the next scene is she's destroyed and everybody's kind the, of the just next scene is a very hose blowing garbage off the sidewalk. Yeah, that's right. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the next shot. Yeah, a little. Oof. That's like it's North great. by Northwest it's quite action. Quite the fucking image, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's like the train going in the tunnel, except it's a hose blowing garbage. Yeah. It's like a tainted, <laughs> a tainted version of the train going in the tunnel. Got to clean that up. But even Ooh. even then, she's like, I can't believe she's like, I can't. Because they send Blanche off to the nut house. Yeah, I and know. That shit's so Cause, dark. Because she's like, I can't have her around. She knows what he did, but she's like, I can't believe what yeah. she said and her he friends, did. And, and her friend like, is like, fucking A, don't ever believe it. And you're like, yeah. god damn. Yeah. And, so you're, and so at the end, she leaves and she's like, I'm not going back in there again. Not this time. Never going back. Never. She'll be mad. Yeah. Apparently, so it's it's the, the same play. scene as the yeah. beginning of the movie. In the play, she sticks with him. In the play, oh, yeah. yeah, it ends yeah. with him like, oh, okay. holding her. And, but like, like yeah, the censors were like the villain like can't like has to be punished. So like, but I still think yeah. it, I still think no. It's, I feel like she's gonna come back. Too. Yeah, it's like, the same it doesn't feel like gonna come back to that yeah. night. <laughs> it's the same scene in the beginning of the movie yeah. where she leaves and she's like upstairs. And like he cools or he gets cooled off by a shower and then yeah. screams. She's gonna be like, Eunice, watch the baby tonight. I'm gonna get plowed. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Like it's gonna, yeah. And yeah. You- <laughs> I mean, she talks about how she like can't stand like going one night without him. So it's like, yeah. how long is she right. like really gonna. This, well, this is a woman she's that is on that desperately, yeah. tragically in love with this guy. I mean, yeah. And, and in lust. I mean, yeah. both. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she's pretty, she's pretty open about it. And then you're supposed to believe at the end, like, it's done. You're like, no. No. <laughs> no yeah, I it, so. feels, it feels wrong. That's why, because Anne was probably like, I'll add that at the end. It's still the same. Yeah. There's no way, there's no way people yeah, are going to believe it. I don't it. feel like that change, like, sullies the material. I guess uh, one of the, the, the other change that, uh, is that uh, Blanche's first husband. husband was gay. Yeah. Yeah, in the play, apparently, she catches him in bed with another man. And then the three okay. of them go to that dance with, that they're talking about. And while they're dancing with him, that's when she says, like, you disgust me. And then he, like, runs out and shoots himself. But, like, that... Which makes a lot more sense. Like, once I heard that, I was like, oh, that would... It doesn't make... It doesn't really come across in this movie. No. It's just sort of like, why does she hate him? We don't really know. Like... But I still... I still got the feeling when she was telling that story that it was coded. There was something about the boy. A nervousness. A tenderness. An uncertainty. And I didn't understand. I didn't understand why this boy who wrote poetry didn't seem able to do anything else. This sounds like 50s talk for, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, 
because that's how because th- that happens in a lot of movies at that time. Yeah, especially stuff that's been adapted yeah, by, you, from plays and whatnot. Yeah, you have to um, watch movies like that. You always have to like, like read between. Fig- the it's lines. like you have to figure. You're yeah. like figuring out what they're talking about. Lots like, of codes. Oh. Cat on a hit t- Hot Tin Roof is the same way too, where it's like he's talking about uh, his friend Paul Newman's characters friend quote unquote uh-huh. and you're like mm, oh yeah his like best friend yeah, yeah this seems like more than friends and apparently in the play it's like explicit they're like you guys are I mean, fucking the, right? the simpsons cat on a hut tin roof reference yeah, isn't yeah. like word for word from cat on uh, but it, no, but it, it gets the that. gist of like elizabeth <laughs> Taylor, like, mr burns out of this <laughs> oh wayland so funny what's, what's make she love to make love, love to you me. used to no <laughs> That sums up Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, like all two hours of it in like two sentences. I haven't seen it. I kind of want to now. Uh, I've never, I haven't seen really any Tennessee Williams stuff I've seen except from the Simpsons references. (laughs) (laughs) That's all my only reference for that. Having watched that Streetcar now, it makes it extra funny that they what they do on the Simpsons because yeah, because making a musical out of this most the most (laughs) miserable thing of all time. The ending is so kind. And she just she just uh, drives away in the streetcar. Waving, <laughs> like it's Bye-bye. like it's fine. It's fine. A stranger is just a friend you haven't yeah. met. Is yeah. the last line of it's the crazy. Uh, I was thinking about that today. How because this was fifty one, and so this predates like uh, the honeymooners. I mean, and it's obviously the Tennessee Williams play had been around before the movie, but it feels like. Stanley's like the proto, like TV, Jackie Gleason or whatever. TV husband. And, you know, Jackie Gleason yeah. is a slob, and who's not? Who's not? Who at least, thre- who, at who at least threatens to beat his wife? <laughs> yeah, you know, Re- and I mean, because they're, they're on TV, he's like, they're Bang probably like, well, we can't actually have him hit his wife on uh, the show, right? Nobody would think that was funnier. <laughs> Sponsors, some sponsor wouldn't probably. You know, Alcoa's gonna pull out because I mean, because it's because there's a direct c- connection between Stanley and Homer in that episode, mm-hmm, right. and it's not like it's not, it, yeah, it's not far off. Except no. that like the TV guys are more like what that guy would be like in real life, which is sort of ordinary or gross looking guys instead of being right. Adonis's Fucking who are also Adonis. monsters. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, uh, it almost makes it more insidious that he's gorgeous you know oh sure yeah yeah because it's then you're sort of like oh i get why stella sticks around yeah so (laughs) even if she like leaves him and finds a better man nobody's more attractive yeah (laughs) he is the most attractive man guess what he's gonna find someone anyway but she's like i mean like it's 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 clearly an abusive relationship also there's the parts where she's like i mean she's like into it. That story she tells about him smashing all the lights. On our wedding night, as soon as we came in here, he snatched off one of my slippers and rushed about the place smashing the light bulbs with it. He did what? He smashed all the light bulbs with the heel of my slipper. And you let him, didn't run, didn't scream? I was sort of thrilled by it. She is into this fucking yeah. Yeah. animal passion. Brutal yeah. love. I think That's those Dubois it. sisters just have like, you know. High sex drive. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're into. <laughs> I love the Dubois Freak sisters. Shit. <laughs> you know, you know, one thing that occurred to me when I was watching it, watching this movie is wouldn't it be cool to have a friend like, like exactly like Blanche Dubois in your life? No. I, I, th- I think she's so awesome. Drama, man. What do you like about her? Yeah. No, because that person has your like phone a, number and actual, she's texting she you all the yeah, time. Yeah, this is like the well, girl's like texting I, I, I don't you know, know like what the downside is. I don't have to answer the text. I turn no, my phone you, off. Yeah, you turn your phone off and then the next day you have 20 texts yeah. and you're like, why didn't you text me last night? She but, shows up outside my apartment. Travis! <laughs> the next morning yeah. your phone is melted. Like, oh, man. I hadn't thought about the texting. I would just like to ha- okay maybe i'd like her as a co-worker or there you go but i would that's like to okay. have around this weird dramatic i mean southern lady who's I just will. like oh, oh i'll no, tell you, you travis i don't I, yeah. come on over I, here and i need to tell you stuff you you're very fat well, you need you, to you need, but, I, but you're wonderful and uh, tell me tell me i look good you look good but i, I look terrible i look frightful <laughs> i agree with you there don't i want someone around. i would just i would just smile at her the someone whole time around who's like who's like uh 
so theatrical like that would yeah. be fun. <laughs> It'd be a lot though. Like this no. is the not dramatic. Person. I'm talking theatrical. I'm talking uh. like someone who's acting exactly like Blanche Dubois yeah. does in the streetcar named Desire. <laughs> not like someone who's like, oh boy, there's a lot of drama with this person and you're kinda of, but yeah, like someone who's just constantly like, Oh, hello, I'm here now. It's me. And you're like, why do you just like that? This is and like laughing at him. I think that would be so great. Yeah, because Blanche is like the type of person that like can't go shopping for milk because the lights are too harsh. Like yeah. I, like, I don't want that. And as the decision friend. of choosing which milk is just. A, it, 2%, 1%. There's just so many choices. Why wasn't there ever a Blanche Dubois sitcom? That would be great. Just her going around not knowing how to do stuff. It's like Mr. Burns when he got guess, poor. She'll be like. Ketchup. 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 Exactly. I was just thinking of that. It'd be great. Oh, oh dear. How do I decide? You over there, bag boy, help me out. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, and then she, then she gets the, then she gets all hot for the bag boy. Yeah, know, the, yeah. She drops one of the ketchup. Uh, oh, could you pick that up for me? Hell yeah. Oh, I'm not she supposed to. Great. Nice I'm not supposed slow. to talk to the customers. <laughs> you know, she sounds great. Aside from her Man, being, this sounds uh, like an awesome uh, show. Aside from anyway. her calling people Polacks and stuff like that, I yeah. think she's, she's, she's got her prejudices. I think I, I really like. Uh, and I and, really and that's why I found like, her. like I'm a huge fan of this movie and I don't even go as far to say that I I, really think, I factor her. in her the fact that she's been ground down by life and and, and just nothing but like incessant tragedy since the, she was 16. Uh, you think she comes out of this okay? You know, like was there ever? <laughs> you know, what do you think? Hap- what do you think happens to Blanche at the end? You know, after she gets taken away by <laughs> she the, gets better by the, the Grim Reaper, <laughs> the Grim Reaper and his sister. And then maybe it's like Cheers season three, where Shelley Long goes off to the institution and meets Fraser and gets married. Yeah, oh. that, that works out well for her for sure. briefly, and then for she like divorces Fraser yeah. and then goes becomes a nun, and then uh, Ted Danson. Che- we don't need to talk about all the Cheers, but yeah. Wait, Shelley Long becomes a nun? She she for like yeah, she like runs away, and I think she becomes a nun. I don't remember and the then, nunnery and, stuff. Yeah, because there's a great episode where she Ted Danson chases her to Italy or France or something. And like she's at this, I must this nunnery, this and like episode. all the nuns, she's like, she thinks that she's like, oh, this is great, they all love me, and they're like, they're like, get her out of here. Oh, I do remember that. All the nuns hate her. Like, oh, she's like, I'm so, I don't have to go. They're like, no, no, it's okay, you go ahead, it's okay, you could go. I think Ace Ventura too stole that joke. Really? Yeah, because he's like at the monastery, like the Buddhist monastery, and they're all happy to have Ace Ventura. And then MacGruber stole that. Why does everyone Boy, keep what stealing this Cheers joke? Actually, that joke was Stop on it, an Hollywood. episode of Shit's Creek too. Oh, what the yeah. fuck! Yeah, similar, but he was with an Amish family. Oh, yeah, man, that joke just keeps on giving. Wow. No, I mean, you know, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good. I think we discovered two ma- amazing things: that that is a recurring joke, and that uh, Big Bird is a kid. Yeah, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty wild. And that you guys hate Blanche Dubois. You hate her. I don't hate She's her. She's been ground I, to paste by life. I, I Cut think her it's some a, Okay, so no, wait a minute. What, so, what, I'm, I'm what, fascinated wait, so we, by so we her. Found out, wait, did did Matt? Did you talk about how you felt? Because you talked, to, Ryan. You talked about how you hated. You, you yeah. were just like you were basically like anti Blanche Dubois. I'm like, the get first her out of there. Like, get her out of there. She is the worst, Stanley. I know what you mean, yeah, buddy. Right? He's got a point over here. Listen to this guy. This, this Stanley's got a good head on his shoulders. This Blanche Dubois is fucked up. But how do you feel about it? When no, I'm very pro the movie. Yeah, like yeah. I, I've been a fan of this since and I initially saw it when I was like. 17 or 18 or whatever you're so sensitive (laughs) (laughs) uh blanche she's uh, she's sort of like marla singer a little bit like a little damaged but uh you know way cooler i I like the idea of her more than i would want her actually in my life i think i'd prefer blanche to water marla singer from fight club (laughs) who just like i'm watching that movie you're like gross that woman smells terrible What about that part she where she uh, where she's hanging out with Carl Malden and she like puts a thing on a she has him put the thing the paper thing on a the, light yeah, the, the, and then she, she's like up. and now some music and she turns the music on and she's like oh we've made enchantment I'd be like this lady fucking rules we've created <laughs> magic look at, look at her go yeah no, we created magic like, oh, that's a cheap date right I there I would so like, hang out with that lady I would, would you, would, nah. you, would you want to date Blanche Dubois maybe <laughs> probably not for a long time well Travis she it's your like lucky a... day because behind oh, no, 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 no. Here she is, Blanche. Vivian Lee's corpse <laughs> is here. But we've dressed her up as Blanche. Reanimated. The cops will be here soon. You the Beetlejuice music. <laughs> I don't. She just seems like a lot to handle, and I don't know. It'd yeah. Be... Well, like 
I mean, I realized this time around that the, she's supposed to be kind of unlikable. Yeah, because a the point bit. the point of the play is to, or movie is that you're supposed to like if you can, you know, muster feelings of sympathy for her, then like maybe you know society is going to be okay. But like if you don't, then you're more like a Stanley kind of thing. Yeah, that's I mean, sort of I what I took. I think that it. was a, that's exactly right. That yeah. was the thing I thought a lot while I was watching this was that all these people in the in this movie. Slash play whatever, um, we'll and, and a lot of people, in, and a lot of people in the country would have uh, had the same reaction to this woman, which is just like disgust and revulsion and get yeah. her out of here. And the movie doesn't feel that way, and the movie encourages you to accept this woman yeah. and sympathize with her. And I and I and in 1951, I think that's a pretty I, that's I mean, pretty you amazing. Could, you could look at Stanley and be like, he's just calling it like it is, like he's <laughs> sure. just a no bullshit. Yeah, I don't like, want my wife's shooter. sister coming and living yeah. with me for five months either. But he's I totally mean, full until of shit. he like yeah. starts punching people and raping right. people, right? Which stuff. is like, like, like night two. You're like, not supposed to yeah. really love anybody but like i mean if the movie has any point i would say it's a it's a critique of like you know kindness Mm -hmm. means like making room in society for you know destitute privileged old sluts you know (laughs) and that does play into like other tennessee williams stuff like glass menagerie it's like at the end of that you're just like well they're fucked yeah Yeah. these people are just gonna starve to death on the streets (laughs) jesus man well spoiler i wish i had (laughs) yeah like it was it's not it's the rare tennessee williams play that has a happy ending (laughs) actually the human condition is great i'm gonna dig into some more of this tennessee williams shit though i've never actually uh read or or watched any of the other ones besides this one yesterday (laughs) so did you know how he died i just was Was it a car crash no it's weird he like choked on a on a lid to like a nasal spray <laughs> sorry to laugh i apologize <laughs> to the williams, to the williams was estate, choking to death on but him. what <laughs> after nasal spray is That's, that true yeah yeah i had so to, i like looked up the the uh well it says in the wikipedia article and i was like okay well i gotta do a little further I think research he was in his late 50s when he died yeah, 50, Damn, 60s. that's young yeah, yeah. For, no, for someone young. who's they this said that, been in the what was young, this, the 70s yeah. yeah, 83 actually. Is when he oh, died. was it that wow. late? Because yeah. I know like Jimmy Tennessee Carter like, named some honor. That's after young him. for someone like as as like famous as you know as someone yeah. as like legendary as Tennessee Williams. Yeah, yeah. Well, he they died said, in 1983. I think so. Like wow. Yeah. yeah. They said wow, it was because was, like wait, normally was... if you would be able to like swallow or like it like eject it, but because uh, his throat had tightened through well, I mean, years of inaction. <laughs> You could say he didn't have a gag reflex anymore because homosexual. Yeah. Or you could say Whatever. He that, didn't lose his uh, virginity until he was like 28. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Oh, well. Had he written that, fam- some of his famous plays at this point? I think he already written like Glass Menagerie at that point. Yeah. Probably not this one. No. He probably wrote this, this one. This he, probably got, he probably had yeah. sex and he wrote this play. Like, no, this yeah, he wrote the next bedside. day. He's like, oh my God, I got to get this out. <laughs> I got some stuff to say. I don't know who to... I can't talk to anybody about this. I just need to put this down on paper. He, he just wrote a manifesto called like Rough Sex is Awesome. He's like, eh, it doesn't really quite capture the poetry yeah. of the moment. <laughs> He's... <laughs> <laughs> brutal love. Somebody talks about brutal love in this movie, and I thought that, that could have also been the title of it. <laughs> so I guess I mean, there, Streetcar Named Desire is a good title. It's a good Don't title. Get me wrong. And there was it's better than brutal love. Yes. Maybe. Two main streetcars in New Orleans were Desire and Cemeteries. Man, Y'all have ever New been to Orleans. New Orleans? I have, but no. I was not on the streetcar. It is. <laughs> That city is haunted. New Orleans like, is great. When I it's, went there, it's like this place is spooky as fuck. And I went in April. So like, it's a really. I was also old there. City. I was also Eastern there in New April. Orleans. Yeah. I was also there in April. It wasn't. I didn't think it was that spooky. Oh, I got. I got spooky. Ooh, Mister. Mister. I'm not afraid of the dark crystal. Yeah. And I don't think that New Orleans is spooky. I do think New Orleans <laughs> is great. It's like no. It's amazing. like it's like one of my favorite cities on the planet. Uh, it's but, great, especially um, the French Quarter. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and especially when it's like not. Uh, the weekend or whatever when it's not like just crowded because yeah. when we were there during like a Monday night or something it was like oh this is great it, well it is spooky though you're right and it because you're because you're in the French Quarter which is where like all the shit is happening and on the weekend it's just crowded and smells like puke yeah <laughs> and then uh, but then on Monday it's like uh it's just like there's streets where you're like this is uh, there's businesses down there but it looks it just it's like that thing where it gets dark as it goes down the street and you're like i don't think i'm supposed to go there and this and this is 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 when you go there you know yeah this movie takes place in the french quarter right yeah that's where it is yeah yeah, yeah. they call it the quarter Mm -hmm. and uh and there's basically no walls or windows yeah. right everyone's yeah. just living out in the oh. open. there are times when they like close their shutters when they have, yeah. have a private conversation it's like there's i can like, still yeah, see, I can see you. through that actually i love yes. the i love how much this movie it doesn't it is like a movie but it also feels like a play mm-hmm. 
Like, I mean, the way it's broken up is like a play, but also just, I don't know, I like... I like it's all in the, the same location. The, the, yeah, the theatricality of the I guess they made the set smaller as, like, the movie went on oh. to, like, emphasize the claustrophobia. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that's really neat. Yeah, that's The set those... design is great. Yeah, the, like, the... I don't know, it looks, you know, like it's about to fall apart, but it also kind of looks like one of those, like, hit places that you'd want to live when you're, like, 21 and oh, don't God, care yeah. where you sleep. Totally. It's People yeah. are, Everyone's just laying around smoking and drinking all the time. Well, I mean, before the internet, what else were you going to do? Yeah. it's yeah. Even while the also, internet was in its infancy, or so to speak, that's what you would say. They had do. a lot of uh, uh, choices for bowling alleys. Because at one point, uh, Stanley's like, I told you I don't want a bowler rides. I had a trouble with Riley last week. Well, I'm the team captain, ain't I? All right, then we're not going to bowl a ride. We're going to bowl the west side of it together, and I'll see you. Wow, that's a lot of bowling alleys in this, like, <laughs> one area of town. Yeah, there's a lot of bowling, I guess. Yeah. French, the, time. The, the word French Quarter in French means uh, lots of bowling alleys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. interesting. That's yeah. what the word French means, bowling. <laughs> bowling. <laughs> and quarter means alleys. Yeah. So <laughs> My girlfriend's French, so I... Yeah, he knows. I know. You that. picked I up a thing yeah, I've picked it up. <laughs> picked up a lot of terms. <laughs> <laughs> Donde esta la French Quarter, right? <laughs> oh, the bowling alley? It's up the... Yeah, just take the streetcar named Desire, uh, and you'll, get, you'll see the Bowling Alley District. <laughs> the Bowling Alley District. Oh, man. We call it the French Quarter around here. <laughs> oh, man. And there's there's this part in uh, in the movie that I... that I, it's, it's not funny by any means, but I did think it was interesting and convenient where, you know, when um, probably my favorite scene in the movie, or at least the best part of... Vivian Lee's performance is where Carl Malden says that thing about, um, <clears throat> where, you know, he finds out. He finds out about her past. And he's like, No, I don't think I want to marry you anymore. No. No, you're not clean enough to bring in the house with nothing. Quick before I start screaming. Get out of here! Quick, before I She kind of breaks out of the old-fashioned acting, and maybe even does a little of this newfangled acting, whatever yeah. you like to call it. Yeah. It seems very raw. Yeah. It seems very raw and real. And then she like screams at him and stuff. And then like the cops show up, and you're like, "Where were the cops the other thousand times <laughs> women were know. screaming?" This is move. This neighborhood is nothing but women screaming and being yeah. chased around. Eunice by guys. like runs downstairs, like I'm going to the cops. I'm going to the oh, cops, yeah. and everybody they just go, laughs. They go, they're like, she, oh, uh-huh. she got she beat again. The cops. She's no, she beat. went up to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> it's just... and they're like, good. That's what's it. There's a line where she like she went up to the bar and said, and they're like, good. That's uh, that's better for that's, her. That's better like for that. her. Yeah. So, yeah, something like that's better Gosh. to get a drink than to than to call the cops. And everybody's like, ha ha ha. ha. Oh, <laughs> we are fun. Our neighborhood is great. This is what we're using. To. What were you doing up there? I was just hitting her, and she ran out saying she's going to call the cops. Well, she'll have a drink and cool down. She'll be back Yeah, in a when minute. she cools down, she'll see the error of her ways of not liking being beaten up. Or, 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 or at least screamed at. Yeah. It's so miserable. Yeah, what the fuck? But, but it is refreshing to watch an old movie where there's stuff like uh female Misery. like women being oh. abused and uh, and rape and and then it's not and it's like against it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the movie is like kind of this is bad. I was watching Marnie and uh, oh, Marnie right. has, features a rape scene that the movie Alfred, and possibly Alfred Hitchcock did not seem to think was that bad. It, they, uh, I think it's it's depicted as sort of maybe uh, bad for her for a little bit, but Connery rapes um, uh, Tippy Hedren in it, and then is the hero of the movie at the end, and they hook up and and get married and stuff. And you're just Ooh. like, good God! <laughs> and uh, and I and I watched the documentary afterwards, and one of the writers, like Hitchcock. Fi- fought to get the scene in the movie too. really yes huh. like Weird. one of the writers yeah, was like surprising oh, really. is a monster uh, one of one of the writers who, who was who's the person who wrote the birds was orig- originally hired to write marnie and he was like hitchcock hitch or whatever yeah. i call you uh they all call him uh, do you see how the, do you see how this scene might be problematic uh, and so he wrote it in both ways where there's one with the rape scene and one without and then hitchcock fired him 
<laughs> and brought on someone who would put, include the rapeseed. How dare you remove my rapeseed? Wow. And then, then uh, they, they interviewed the person who did write it, and, it was, and, she, and she is a woman, actually, and she was like, yeah, I included the rapeseed. It was the whole reason Hitchcock wanted to make the movie. <laughs> what? what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock, the Gaspar Noé of uh, yeah. 1940s thrillers. Yeah. Unbelievable. How no, messed up no. would this movie have been if, like, after the rape scene, um, Blanche is just like, wow, I get it, honey. <laughs> like, Jesus. this is awesome. I see why you're sticking with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Knowing nothing about the movie, I was kind of like, I don't know how this movie ends, actually. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> And I was kind of afraid, like, is it going to be one of those things where, like, now she... And I was like, oh, but then it was it was bad, but I think that would be worse, <laughs> probably. Yeah, like, I've seen Because the this... movie's addressing the situation as opposed to it going like, oh, she just needed to find out first. Yeah. Like, like, I saw the movie, or the I saw the play, like, on stage once, and I kind of feel like the mirror breaking says a lot more than, like, actually seeing, like, a rape happen yeah. on stage. Yeah. Like yeah, that mirror like shattering and like you see like Vivian's like, Vivian's like head tilt back. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. That says a lot more than it's if like it her actually psyche just shatters. Right? Yeah. yeah, like this yeah. Is, I mean, it's, this is it's the, the breaking. She's point been on the verge of cracking well, the whole time, and this is it. Yeah, yeah. And so she's got a broken cracking. bottle that she's gonna stab mm-hmm. his face like, with too. Like maybe this is just like good like foley or whatever. But like when she breaks that bottle and like holds it up, I'm like, ooh, she's like, yeah, <laughs> she's gonna kill him. Like yeah, it, if if it need be. What did you do that for? So I could twist the broken end in your face. But you would do that. I would. I will if you... Hmm. What happened to the rough house, huh? All right, let's have a little rough house. Tiger, tiger, rub them, bottle top. You're a dame, and I'm a fella. <laughs> Stanley, stop, or I'll tell Stella. <laughs> yeah, so this is a great, it's a great, great movie, but it also that like that's one of the finest hours of The Simpsons of all time. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, too. it's one of the best episodes. Yeah. So, so thanks, you, thanks, Ilya Kazan and Tennessee Williams. So you yeah. both are, are on board with this movie. Is that? Oh, the, yeah. I loved it. I, I mean, I, 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 it's fucking devastating. I've, this is the second time in uh, like a month that I've seen a movie that was just maybe more devastating than, I, than I'm psychologically to, yeah. capable of taking oh, on right now. Other? We watched the movie called, for our other podcast, The Suspense is Killing Us. We watched mm-hmm. Blowout. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. Blowout I, I had seen that before, yeah. but it kind of affected me more this time. And uh, Yeah, it really, it was weird. because Similarly yeah. bleak endings. I, yeah. I'd seen it six months earlier, and then I watched it again <laughs> for the podcast because I'm like, ah, fuck it. I love this movie. I'll watch it again. And then I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah it, I was it, like, Jesus. Like, I mean, we f- talk about it on our podcast. The suspense is killing us. You can listen to us go on and on about blowout on there if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this one didn't. Uh, this one didn't break me as much as that. But I was like, I was like, man, I was like really <laughs> bad. I was really, I was like, the part when just the, annoyed when the, at um, people at the end. Or I was just like, because yeah. Stanley's just, just like that, just like this idea. This dude, he's just standing there at his house, like, like going like, yeah, yeah, just wait outside for, it. and like nobody's gonna ever say anything to this guy no. if anything like the movie you by the end you empathize or sympathize with blanche yeah who's been sort of like nuts and histrionic the whole time and you just like wish that she had stabbed stanley in the but throat you, or you something also have this, maybe like, instinct that like oh she's been lying for most of this movie like sure. it's coming out that like yeah. it's all a show and like you know yeah you instinctually don't like a liar and yeah, but I mean, I like a liar more than a fucking than a rapist, monster actual rapist. monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I mean, who's just at the end of the movie, just standing in his house, going like, "Hey, it's so fine." I mean, yeah. his wife, you know, goes like, "I'm never, never touch me again." But we already discussed how she's. The you thing know. is, is that like you know, it's like they they kind of oversimplify it on that Simpsons episode, but it is kind of true. Like if he had just been kind of nice to his sister-in-law mm-hmm. for a couple months, right. like. That's all he had to do. Like, he didn't have to be a fucking asshole right from the get-go, you know? Like, if he had just pulled it back a little bit and, like, been nice to her, everything would have been fine. Yeah. (laughs) You know? It does all that classic tragedy stuff where it offers a bunch of, like, alternate options to... 
The tragedies love not not just beating you over the head with the end, but also going like, "Here's a thing that could get him out of it," yeah. like the Carl Malden romance. Like, maybe she'll yeah. get married to this guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's gonna be even worse now. Yeah, because yeah. they get <laughs> so close to like them yeah. actually getting together, and well, they would have been happy also, too. Like, Carl, get over it, fucking Carl Malden. Yeah, yeah. but also he could have just gotten over it. And I he could have had know. his hot lady. You know, right? It, it's hard mom. to tell how old he is because. People looked older back then. Yeah, and he's a weird looking man. Presumably he was, you know. He's six just, foot like, one and two ten or whatever. Yeah, like, punch him in the yeah, belly. Yeah, he talks he's he's kind of in the belly. Oh, yeah, when he she is. pokes him in the belly. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, you're, not that, that you're not that heavy. Oh, if you're heavier, you gotta wear a jacket a certain way. And I sweat through all my clothes all the time. <laughs> I sympathize with that plight. Like I sweat through everything. Yeah. He was really making the hard sell on that date. <laughs> yeah, right. I sweat too much. Uh, uh, <laughs> How much do you weigh? I sweat too much. I look like Carl Malden. Yeah, you know. I burp and fart a lot. I live with my mom. I think he goes like, if I go too far, slap me in the face, too. And you're like, cool. This is the nice guy. This is the nice man. Yeah. <laughs> the nicest man that she's met. Well, Carl Malden's just looking for his own Stanley. Like, yeah. That's what he really wanted out of this. I mean, but even if, even if she had hooked up with him, like, Stanley digs up dirt on her. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a a lot of, of amateur shit. investigations yeah. going like, he, like, on in this finds movie. Out all the stuff about her, and like then he like makes sure that it gets that it gets disseminated amongst everybody. He's like he's not like so you're sort of like I don't know even if she had moved out if he'd like they'd come over for dinner with the with the in laws or whatever. You You go like oh how about that time you were uh, fucking all those guys at the uh, flamingo tarantula (laughs) whatever it's called Eh, am I right? And he nudges everybody with his elbow and then smashes a plate and (laughs) pees in the corner or something. Shakes a beer all over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he turns around and flashes that smile, and she's like, oh, let's oh. go to the bedroom. Mind if I take my shirt off? <laughs> you want to take uh, my shirt off? Well, he's just over in the corner ahead. taking his shit, take his, takes his shirt off. She's like, wow. it doesn't matter what he's doing. It doesn't matter. Uh, he there's could no just, question he shits he could with just the door be open. Like, uh, <laughs> if yeah. they even have a door in their bathroom there, there might be like a sash. Oh, they sash. do. They do because there's constantly drama. Oh, right. yeah. 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 There's a the gentleman. bathroom plays an important part in Because she's movie. always in the bathroom and he starts yelling yeah. at her about being in yeah, like, you know, the bathroom like, all wet. Like, look, <laughs> he needs to be go into the bathroom. He can just go in the alleyway or yeah, whatever. No, go out notice. the window. I think everyone else in that neighborhood is. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's the French Quarter, It man. is because Blanche comments on how shitty the neighborhood and her place is when she first gets <laughs> yeah, there. And you're kind of like, Blanche, come on. You're so stuck up. And you're kind of like, no, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it looks a little nothing and it's just, it seems like just designed for stanley to just smash stuff in their house like, yeah. they don't have they don't have things it's just we get new things when he breaks uh, the old things i think a funny scene to have in that I'm movie fine with that would yeah. be it would to have a bur- burglar like break into their house and just just open one of the slats and walk in like they could and then just look around and go like oh and then leave. Ooh, never mind it's just all smashed what's well, the idea that's those the neighborhoods where the burglars live right yeah i suppose so. like that's like where the burglar they, they don't rob each other you know they're yeah. like they live there like we're not gonna I'm not gonna rob the guy I'm not gonna rob my neighbor he doesn't have he doesn't, I know my he neighbor just, he doesn't have shit he's got shit <laughs> I got shit he's got shit we go rob, we go rob the fucking rich people mashed potatoes and beer all over the floor <laughs> disgusting <laughs> living like pigs yeah it's also oh, we didn't talk we haven't talked at all about the most important aspect of the movie the Napoleonic Code now listen did you ever hear of the Napoleonic Code <laughs> oh, oh yeah. right uh, this is one thing I know it's the Napoleonic Code <laughs> that means everything that you have is mine sounds a little like Tony Soprano too <laughs> really yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll take it a little like Tony I'm sure Soprano James Oh, no. Matt's leaving. Matt's left the well, podcast. See you, man. Matt has left the. We brought, we bring, yeah, this is what happens when you bring up Napoleonic Code. Yeah, he gets real upset here. about that. It's, it's oh, if we're going to talk about Napoleonic can Code, we, we should tell everybody what Napoleonic Code is because yeah. the movie Do certainly does often. What it is? Now we got here in the state of Louisiana what's known as Napoleonic Code. Uh, it's according, according to, to the Stanley. movie. According, no, according to, to Stanley, Stanley, who is dumb. According to Stanley, it's that whatever the wife owns, the husband also owns. And so he's like, is he mad because he wants part of their property from their like thinks, now deceased yeah, I think father that, or whatever? And I think he, thinks he thinks that, that there's Blanche like money. is rich and is holding out on yes. them, right? Or that like her, fa- you know, his wife's family was rich and yeah. they're everybody's holding out on everybody. So we'll wait till she's too soaked in the hot tub, and then I'm going to inquire if she is acquainted with Napoleonic Code. Uh, he wa- his wants a little bit. Uh, that's my no, that was Brando. good. You were doing so good. You kind of fell off. <laughs> At the end there though, like young Marlon Brando is actually harder to do because yeah. you kind of have to talk like a normal person. Man. You do the Godfather, he goes, <laughs> then you just nailed it. That's like him in the Godfather. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Give me an Academy Award, man. <laughs> Remember when he'd go around demanding Academy Awards? That, then he, he wouldn't even pick Richard him up. Richard Donner to be in Superman. Yeah, give me a million dollars. I'll be in your stupid fucking Superman movie. I'll be in four minutes of it. Ooh, I kind of yeah, hit it there for a little bit. Yeah. I'll be in four minutes of your movie. Let's see. Uh, no, let's, uh, I don't know any of his lines from uh, Apocalypse Now or off the top of my head, though. But... I swallowed a bug. <laughs> I swallowed a bug. I saw some babies that were you know, grossly quirk sent by jerks to collect a bill. Uh, did you wait? Did you guys read that uh, uh, Quincy Jones interview from last summer where he was talking about Marlon Brando and he was just like, "That man would fuck anything. He'd fuck a mailbox." Like as soon as he came on screen, I was like, "Hmm." <laughs> It's like all I could think was about. That, wait, was that Quincy Jones you know, who was saying that Marlon, was Marlon Brando, Brando fucked the mailbox? Marlon Brando sucked, sucked Richard Pryor's dick no, yeah, they, or the, op- totally or the other way around yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, did, or, but, but it seems like Quincy Jones was either was he he's watching like, it or either like, he like knows this stuff or he's just like, I'm gonna die soon. I'm just gonna talk shit <laughs> on dead people. Well, he's just like Marlon Brando fucked Richard Pryor, and he's like, it was just it, it wasn't turns like out to be true. It was literally like, just the first two names of the two famous people you could think. He's like, fuck, who am I gonna say is fucking? Yeah, it's like fucking. Famous people mad libs in his head, like who fucked who? Uh, Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor, and they're like, really? We're writing this down? Yes, that's true. I don't know. Which, depending on the, the the time period, either Marlon Brando was way out of Richard Pryor's league, or Richard Pryor was way out of Marlon Brando's. Yeah, league. that's a good question. Yeah, boy. Apparently, the uh, mm. Richard Pryor estate has confirmed that rumor. So yeah, uh, okay. well, like yeah, his wife like yeah. was like yeah, good yeah. for them. She was there, I guess, or I don't know. She was Who, there? It seems like there I, were so well, How would you confirm it otherwise? There were a lot of people there. Was his wife just like, oh, I need the night off? Like, <laughs> go for it? <laughs> Richard Pryor got into some stuff, so yeah. it doesn't surprise me he got into Marlon Brando at some point, <laughs> hey. too. Hey! <laughs> oh. I would have liked to hear his stand-up routine about that. That would have been cool. I know. He was very he was so open, open in his stand-up, stuff. but... Well, yeah. Get to hear him talk about the Brando. Well, like, He's uh, like, I pulled him off off that mailbox, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> he was going to town on a mailbox. <laughs> I was like, I'd like some of that. I'd like some of that too. I like wow. your style over there, Marlon. <laughs> I like what you're doing there. You're doing a good uh, job Marlon on that mailbox. <laughs> the mailbox came. I don't know how. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> Just letters shooting out. <laughs> Come on. We gotta go out on that, right? (laughs) Well, are we all (laughs) street card out? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go home at some point. <laughs> um, okay, let's plug well, cool. our junk. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, wait, should I should I say what we're gonna do next week? You know what I think I'm gonna do just because we mentioned it earlier. Huh. Let's do the Dark Crystal. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Now yes. you can say that you've seen I, it. Yeah, well, in a week. In yeah. a, well, like not right now, but I'm gonna go to Scarecrow and I'll be like checked out, and I'll be like <laughs> an employee has it out. <laughs> Get it on Blu-ray. It's fucking I'll gorgeous. See, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll set the Blu-ray aside for you. Okay. Perfect. See you on Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be there. Uh, Right on. Yes, now we can plug our junk and get the fuck out of here. Follow us on Twitter at xratedmovies. Send us an email, x.ratedmovies at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at ratedx because they have a weird thing about ex. And our website, xratedmovies.com. That's where all our junk is. And if you'd like to follow our friends here. Uh, I'm at Travis Vote. I, I just got my name on yeah. Twitter and Instagram, I think. Uh, I'm at KevlarC, I believe, on Instagram and Twitter. I can't remember at this point. And uh, find us on... Uh, You've been posting a video a day. I have been doing... Yeah, I'm going to be doing that for a year. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I started doing it, and I was like, I'm going to do this for... It's uh, Yeah, anyway, it's a whole project I'm working on. Wake up know with what those Roman numerals for 365 would look like. I had to look them up. <laughs> I, had to, I, had up. up. I had to look them up once I was past, like, uh, like once I got to uh, 40. I was like, I do not know what the Roman numeral for 40 is on there. Again. And then, of course, you guys have two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Conversation two pod- pieces. Oh, and, and also Weird and Awesome. We were on oh, Weird yeah. and Awesome. First, First Sunday. Sunday of the month at the Annex Theater. It's a really fun show. Uh, you should go to it. Yep. Having been, it is a very fun show. It is. Uh, uh, right well, on. Well, cool. thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. So, and uh, and, until next week, keep reaching for that rainbow. Oh.